What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 48 of the No Mercy podcast. Ah, this is an episode we didn't want to record. Unfortunately, shit got sideways for the last couple weeks, and everything we thought to be true seems to be completely fucking gone. Uh, we are now entering the Communist Republic of America, and Joe Biden, I guess, officially is our president. I mean, that it kills me to even say those words, but this is our kind of first word, myself and Bobby, after the events um, or non-events that took place over the last week. So we tried to keep it pretty brief. A lot of processing still left to do before we really come out with full assessments and going back the last three to eight months and figuring out you know, where we went wrong, what happened. Uh, we talked about uh, the new regime. We talked about QAnon. We talked about uh, my source. We talked about pretty much everything that we could be sharing and this uh, fairly emotional week for everyone to accept uh, what is actually going on in this country. So I won't preview too much more. You guys will hear it. But uh, what I will do, quick plug, uh, 4deepbets.com, number 4deep, D-E-E-P, bets.com. Huge weekend coming up. Uh, good distraction from the universe and the world that we're living in right now. Uh, we have the Conor McGregor fight this weekend. We are jacked up for that. We have the conference football championships coming up this weekend, NCAA basketball, uh, all the sports, NBA, you name it. So if you guys want to get involved, Holiday 20 is the promo code. It's still working for the next weekend, so it'll still be good up until this weekend. So Holiday 20, Holiday 20, get you 20% off anything we have on the site, number 4deepbets.com. I'll be in the chat room all weekend sweating the games. We're jacked up for the McGregor fight, and we'll be in there all Sunday for football. So if you want to come join us, hang out, get your mind off the shit that's going on around the world, uh, 4deepbets.com, promo code HOLIDAY20. We got packages as low as like $37 for a week. You can come test it out. We do voice chats all through the weekend uh, and all through the week. Plus, we have bets for all the different sports. A lot of beginners, a lot of new people, a lot of big bettors in there, the whole nine. So uh, come join the community. Uh, if you get a chance, we'd love to have you. But back to our unfortunate reality. And without further ado, hit it, Bobby. Let's get weird. Welcome to the 46th annual Hunger Games and the beginning of the Communist Party of America. That was Bob's lessons with the Chinese national anthem. Was that Bob to start the show? Yeah, the Chinese national anthem. I've already written, uh, you know, a pledge of allegiance. I mean, like I'm ready to rip. I think I'll just change my name to Beijing Bob officially. <laughs> <laughs> pledge my allegiance. It's so, Can I, mean, I read it, my Pledge of Allegiance real please, quick? Please, please. Okay. Anything to distract me from what's going on in the All world. Right, if right. you're wearing a hat, please take it off. All rise. I'm actually not, shockingly. <laughs> I we pledge put allegiance. our hands over our balls or something? How do you do it? Instead of your heart? <laughs> yes, you can do or that. When they castrate us? Right. <laughs> yes, please place your hands over your nutsack. All right. Before they, all right. I, pledge of allegiance, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the Communist Party of China and to the dictatorship for which it stands. One world under Xi, indisputable, 
with social credit scores and vaccines for all. You may remove your hands from your nut sacks. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Bob? How did this happen to us? What happened? What is going on? You know, it's like, you know, I always talk about how like my thought process is like I need like usually 48 hours to kind of sit and reflect. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need a couple of weeks on this one because there's so many different elements about what happened. You know, January 6th, I kind of was always saying was like the second 9-11 to usher in this like Patriot Act 2.0. So the one thing I know for certain is they're going to go hard after us and they're already going hard after a lot of uh, things that Trump established as well, as well as getting back in like climate accord and shit like that. So um, it's, I'm going to need a while to process this Tom. to be honest with you. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, we were both in the gilded in and out, um, you know, head over to four deep.com and you could join our gilded number four deep.com. And we were in there the day of uh, the hunger games when Lady Gaga announced the 46th annual Hunger Games, which is the craziest thing I've ever seen, just how much they dressed like the characters from that movie, the same pins, the same talk track. I mean, it, the same age like of it. everyone. It, it was, dude, it was really uncomfortable. And yeah, I don't like it one bit. And uh, and I was in there, it was going through it, and, and I actually had to leave at one point. Um, just I've seen all over the internet on Twitter in telegrams. I'm in, in, in discords and gildeds, you know, all of a sudden Patriots are starting to, to chirp at each other and infight and emotions are running high. And it's like, I'm in the same boat as you, Bob. I haven't been back in there in a day and a half. Cause I needed, we were going to record this yesterday and I told you I wasn't ready yet. Like right. not emotionally ready. We've been mentally preparing for this for a while. I just wanted to see what happened and then give myself a day or two to process it before I go and speak, because you know whether we like it or not, our, our words have power and we speak mm -hmm. to a large audience of people. And I didn't want to emotionally react to what I was seeing. And I went from every range of emotion, Bob, not seeing a single fucking thing happen on the 20th to from, you know, I went from fucking black pilled to re red pilled to we're still going to be fine to it's going to happen this weekend to. Nothing ever was going to happen to my fucking crazy to like every range of emotion you could physically fucking have from anger to frustration to hope and everything in between ran through me. And I wanted to make sure that was cleansed out before we really spoke together uh, to the masses. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, so that way we don't deliver an emotionally charged uh, podcast, you know, and I kind of wanted to see what happened for the first couple of days and some of the other information that gets leaked out. But let's be realistic. 98% of the people that are listening to this feel the same way. But right. the big elephant of the room is, is most Democrats feel like this. They just don't want to admit it. They know they saw that election and something was off-putting about it. So, you know, I'll, I'll even slightly disagree with you and say something did happen. Right. He had an inauguration to nobody except for the military that was even vetted by his own people. Imagine that an inauguration in front of nobody except elites. People weren't allowed into D.C. Uncle Danny was saying packages weren't allowed into D.C. And then we're seeing his motorcade driving by. And, uh, you know, some of the battalions were, were not even facing towards him. They were facing away. So some of the troops were facing away. I mean, there was a, a lot of interesting signs. Um, uh, about the 20th that that I think we're going to talk about a little bit today. So, you know, it, nothing happened in a sense of, uh, you know, false flag activity, I guess you could say. But I feel like the 6th was the false flag needed in order for all this to happen. Well, we're seeing it right out the gate. I mean, if you look at what went on there, I mean, I thought I, the reason I and keep in mind, I, I want to be 
firm on what we say here. And I don't want to run this podcast two hours because I still haven't fully wrapped my mind around where I'm 100% at with everything that's going on. I, I have another four or five days of digging into my own process and talking to other people who were all in the Q movement, right? Like that's the first thing I'm doing. I'm reaching out to them. Like, what are you guys thinking? Because me and you really haven't been on the Q train from the whole time. We actually took a lot of heat for it, right? Right. Um, so I want to understand where everyone's at, get all the information I can and look forward to it uh, and, and really dig into it before we start to make strong stances on everything. But the thing for me was that it seemed weird. Why are you going to have 65,000 military members there to guard what was supposed to be 2,000 people? Right. Like, what do you need? 30 military men for every one person that's going to be there. That seemed odd. The fact that they had the the military people sleeping in parking lots, like just straight disrespecting them uh, in that respect. The fact that a lot of the military turned their back to the motorcade. Um, so much. Going, it was just it was a Tommy G summer thread Illuminati party. Like, literally, <laughs> like I mean, like, it really was. If you, uh, if you really boil down to it, was everyone I did a thread on, like Chrissy Teigen, Tom Hanks, you know, yeah, you had fucking yeah. Lady Gaga hosting. Fucking every time I turned around, there was another fucking Illuminati puppet that we did a thread on. The fact that they were all wearing that deep purple, that fucking conceit power, king queen colors, like it literally just looked like a Hunger Game walk. That's what it looked like for them. Yeah, in the color purple thing, and everyone's like, why do you keep saying purple? Why do you keep saying purple? And there's so many layers to that purple. And it wasn't just, you know, Joe Biden wearing a purple tie. It was like Michelle Obama wearing purple. Uh, Hillary Michelle looked like, uh, looked like a, the purple grape from fucking Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. I mean, I mean, it was- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that is something that needs to be brought up because it, there's so many layers to that color. You know, they were announcing it as the, you know, the uniting of the yeah, uh, Republicans and Democrats, red and blue, which realistically is another way of saying a uniparty because they keep saying unity. But realistically, right. it's uniformity and conformity. That's what it is. It's it's unity unless you disagree and then you get thrown out. So that's what the Purple Party is. It's the new, you know, uh, oh, the, they're really the purple people leaders at this point. So um, and then you have the ties to like what is the meaning of purple you know i mean a lot of it has to do with the uh, royalty so it's a symbolic of royalty um it's also like in the occult it's like a mystic supernatural magic. type colors yep. yeah magic rituals so there, there's so many like occult layers to the color purple and also one layer deeper than that is Soros had something called a purple revolution. Cause I remember this back in 2017. I was like, what, where have I seen purple before? And I remember reading about the Soros purple revolution, which was kind of like the Clintons and the Soros and, you know, all the King's horsemen and all the King's men um, coming together against Trump to create this anti-Trump agenda. So, so you have so many layers of what this purple means. Um, so that I found that interesting that so many people are wearing purple. He's, and he's still wearing the purple tie. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you really de- it's, it's not just purple, it's the deep purple, right? Like that when you look into it, you know, there's a lot of negative meanings to that. Um, just uh, I'll read it right here off the page. Variations of purple convey different meanings. Light purples are off, often lighthearted, floral and romantic. The darker shades are more intellectual, dignified. Uh, the negative sides of purple are decadence, conceit, pompousness. Uh, and it's the color of mourning. So, I mean, it's it's. We've been talking about the color purple for a long time. They can try and masquerade it as red and blue all they want. But literally in our chat, the first time we saw Hillary walk out in purple, we were like, oh, there's the purple. And then it was just boom, 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 boom. Just purple, 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 purple. It's crazy. So that was a really 
daunting, dark inauguration. Even the speech itself was just basically plagiarized lines from Lincoln and others. It, it was completely unmemorable. Like he was talking about racism. He was talking about white supremacy in his inauguration speech. Like you could see right through that shit, what was going on. Um, it's uh, everyone's sitting here going, what the fuck does this mean? I mean, in my opinion right now, this means, you know, we're kind of fucked right now. Uh, it's not, doesn't mean to give up hope. It doesn't mean to stop trying. It doesn't mean to stop pushing and stop uh, focusing on the future, but you know, buckle up. The biggest thing that scared me, Bob, was the first thing they were talking about in the speech and the first things that are being talked about after the first day of his term in office is domestic terrorism. And yeah, they're going to terrorism. try and declare all MAGA, all Q, all conspiracy theorists, basically anyone who goes against the narrative as domestic terrorists. And that's where shit gets really dangerous when they could just start locking people up. Uh, calling them terrorists for saying, you know, going to a, a Trump rally. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's the that's what they're going after. And that's why, you know, when we say Patriot Act 2.0, 9-11 led to the Patriot Act, which led to domestic spying. OK, January 6th led to Patriot is leading to Patriot Act 2.0, which is going to be anti-domestic terrorism legislation, compelled speech laws. They're going to uh, they're even going after they, you know, they always do it under the guise of safety and protectionism right. and and all this stuff. So then they're going after like, you know, all like the gender and racial discrimination. But realistically, what's going to end up happening and people are already speaking about this is it's going to destroy like stuff like women's athletics, you know, where, uh, you know, a biologically born male can identify as a female and then dude i'm, I'm telling you man I, I was joking around uh, in the gilded but if i have a son <laughs> like why not let him compete like in women's sports in high school and get a full scholarship i mean you'll never yeah. have to pay for college ever again i got a question for you if you could go back and play one sport collegially as a female what would it be what the fuck kind of question is this? If I can go back and play one sport collegi collegiately as yeah, a female? Yeah, just think about it. Like you could, so a sport that you could dominate and then possibly like make money in the future. So like, like would you do softball? Would you do basketball? I mean, basketball? it would be soccer. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, be, yeah, soccer would be like the no-brainer because you could be, you know, like that's the most famous, like, you know, WNBA players don't make shit. But if you look at, you know, these female soccer players, they're gods. You know, the USA, the Olympic team, you know, they're the gods of the female Yeah, sports and it world. wouldn't take much. Um you know, I played soccer and uh, got like, you know, I'm like a borderline D2 level soccer player. Mm -hmm. uh, and just that alone with the speed, um, I, I could probably, I, I, honestly, if, if I didn't get injured, I guarantee you I could probably get close to making the women's national soccer team. No, you 100% can make the women's national soccer team. Yeah. And you're talking right, yeah. tons of money. Yeah. They lost to a high school team. Yes. Yes, they did. Right. right. That, that was like, you know, they brushed that under the rug in the fucking uh, media. But the uh, U.S. women's soccer team lost to a to a high school team like five to they two. They didn't just lose; they got fucking destroyed. Yeah, here we go. Convincingly beat the U.S. women's football team were convincingly beaten by a team of adolescents in an embarrassing defeat for the world champions. They were round. They were roundly outplayed, losing five to two against FC Dallas under 15s Academy. Under so 15s. These are under 15 year olds who wiped out the women's national soccer team. So. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, by the way, I am not prepared to record today. I actually have the cleaning ladies here, and I have washers and dryers going off, so I'm gonna have to keep running in and out to make sound stop. So, talk for a second. I'll come right back. Yeah, and I can't hear anything either. And just you know, just to kind of go along with that, I'm saying all this to protect women's sports, to protect 
uh, women's athletics uh, to stand up. Honestly, when we talk about like true feminism, like um, that's the kind of things that we're talking about. Like what's going to happen is this, uh, you know, trans movement, we're going to call it, is going to take precedent over everything else. And we're not going to be able to speak out against these types of things. We're already seeing it with like wrestling competitions where a biological male defeats in like manhandles uh, females and ends up winning state competitions. And I've seen documentaries on this and they talk about how brave this person is. Meanwhile, they're, they're panning to the crowd and the fathers and the mothers are booing and they depict the parents as intolerant. No, the parents don't want their children, their daughters getting manhandled by a biological male. These are scientific discussions that need to be had. It's not about whether or not we're transphobic or anything like that. It's about protecting women's athletics and women's sports. And I don't understand how this is such a difficult concept to grasp. I mean, the thing I don't really understand is how we just had one of the most uh, crazy week and a half of our lives. And we're talking about literally the NWO taking over and all you care about is fucking women's soccer. <laughs> well, you know, it was like, just you know, many people have been waiting that. to hear this podcast and they're listening to Bobby talk about women's soccer. No, I but it all is. <laughs> listen, these conversations are going to happen every fucking day and it's going to be a part of the new Patriot Act where we're not going to be able to speak about it. So I got to mm-hmm. get it all out of my system before you can get arrested can, for before it. Before I get arrested and fine. So let me just empty way. my fucking chamber for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> we should so, call Danny. Let him just empty the chamber out. Like until, yeah, Danny's going to be in jail in like a week and a half. <laughs> like there's no chance Danny survives this. He's like, done. At, at all. He's fucking gone. But so there's a lot of key points. Um, yeah, get, get buckle up guys. Like the women's, the women's sports thing is, you know, one of the many topics that you're going to see. I mean, just look at the fucking health advisor, fucking he, she, it thing that's fucking running around up there. looks like a Saturday Night Live character, but you know, they're going to be throwing this shit directly in our face to ramming everything directly down our throats, trying to silence us, trying to arrest us, trying, I mean, we were worried about vaccines. They're talking about terrorism, right? Like they're trying to literally, you know, put us on the same stage as like bin Laden. Right. So right, right. I'm I'm really curious to see how this plays out. This is not going to be a frog boiling in a pot uh, situation. They are all systems go to try and take us out. So let's let's kind of backtrack here and talk about some of the things we we're, were right on and some of the things we we're wrong on, because I do think of uh, we do have some misses. Uh, I'll start with the first miss. Uh, actually, I'll save that. But we do have some misses here. Right. That we were wrong on. And we all thought Trump was going to get in. We all thought Trump was going to win the election. I think that was a win because he did. Like Trump definitely won the election. We were right on that. And I think one of the things we need to understand here is when you're talking to your friends, your friends are all going to be calling you crazy people. They're all going to be calling you bad shit. You guys fucking thought this was all going on. And I told you none of this is going on. You fucking tin hat nut jobs. Like everything's going to stay the same. Nothing's going to change. All right. They're fucking wrong. But we won that election without a doubt. Not even close. Hands down. Blowout. That is not even a question. That election was stolen. Even Democrats will say that was stolen. The thing we were wrong about, I mean, listen, the Illuminati puppet show showed us yesterday that they are literally a bunch of fucking arrogant dictators. They're a bunch of fucking uh, pedophiles. They're a bunch of psychopaths. They want the NWO in. They want to open the borders and let everyone in this country. They want to wipe out MAGA. They want to wipe out anyone who doesn't disagree, doesn't agree with them. Uh, They want to vaccinate everyone. All that is real. Everything we've been saying is real. The thing we were wrong about, Bob, and me and you have been saying this more than anyone else in this movement, we have to take the L on the fact that Trump was going to stop it. 
Now, yes. I know there's a lot of people in the QAnon movement and other patriots who are still holding out hope that by uh, the end of the weekend or by the end of the month, because the National Guard is still in D.C. till the end of the month, and then February 7th, there's some decode, and then March 4th, something happened. Listen, I drew my line in the sand at January 20th. Uh, Bob, I'll let you speak for yourself once I'm done here. My line in the sand was drawn on January 20th. If Biden got inaugurated, I am out on the Trump save the world shit. Okay. Do I still think he was a great president? 100%. Do I think he did his best? 100%. Am I prepared to say that Trump was in on this? Not at all. Am I going to be digging in deeper into myself and my analysis to see if there's any evidence for me to start to prove otherwise on that? You better damn well believe it. I'm going to spend the next probably month digging into all the possible scenarios that led me to be so wrong that Trump was going to stop everything that was going on. I was dead wrong on that. And uh, the source I will share with you guys in a little bit um, misled me, but that didn't change my viewpoint. That just kind of confirmed my viewpoint of what I thought it was. So I'm going to now be digging into the same way, Bob, when people came to us about flat earth and me and you were flat earthers for three days. I'm going to go down every single rabbit hole in my head and go completely onto the other side and try to debunk myself and then see which end of the rabbit hole I come out. But as of now, sitting here 24 to 48 hours after January 20th, where I stand right now, and this may move, is that everything I believe is going on is still going on. These people are bad people. They're trying to control us. They're trying to take us over. Trump tried to stop them. Patriots tried to inform everyone in red pill people. They were just too powerful. They were two steps ahead. They won the battle. There was no 5D chess plan that was, you know, enacted. And we gave Trump a lot of passes for not, you know, getting rid of two section 230 for being quiet for the last three weeks before January 20th. We all just sat there and said he's on the golf course because he's gotten to drop a bomb on him on the 20th. But that never happened. So at this point, my stance, Bob, and I'll kick to you, is that Trump was a great president. He did a lot of amazing things. He did as much as he could to stop this fucking cabal, Illuminati, New World Order force, he just lost. And we maybe gave him too much credit and gave mystery men too much credit that something was going to happen when realistically, all along, we were probably dead in the water for half the time we were fighting on that front. That doesn't mean we stop fighting. That doesn't mean we stop pushing. This now goes to us, the people, to fight and take control. And when I say fight, it's continuing to inform. It's continuing to Stand strong. It's continuing to not wear a mask in a 7-Eleven, continuing to do the things that we need to do to make sure that we don't let ourselves get, you know, mentally and physically enslaved. But for me, just you now I was wrong on the plan. I guess there was no fucking plan because if there was, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, well, if this is uh, and by the way. You basically said everything that, you know, you covered everything I needed to cover um, as far well, as we've that. been in lockstep yeah. through most of this. So, yeah. Yeah. And we've had our disagreements, you know, along the way as well. Um, but kind of like what you were pointing to, the biggest L I'm going to take is about 2.30. Because I thought as soon as, you know, that got brought up that, you know, the censorship that, that, that the, you know, the Twitter purges were going to stop, the YouTube purges were going to stop, and they've gotten significantly worse. You know, like I thought that the Trump administration was going to handle that. So that's the biggest L I'm going to take on this. There was a lot of things that we were correct about. Um, one of which is that they were going to try to steal this motherfucker. 
which they obviously tried to do. We talked about how they were going to do it. We we're going to talk. We talked about the methods that they were going to do it. We even talked about you did and in, in your mic drop moment talked about um, you know what the media was going to do and how they can just call it for whoever they want. You know, so the biggest L for me was a lot of the uh, censorship stuff I thought was going to go in a different direction. So Trump was unable to stop that during his administration. Now, my question is, what's going to happen now that he and everybody else in the private sector? And the one thing I do want to say is I I do want to make sure that that amongst patriots that we stop the infighting because I saw a little bit of that and it's kind of dying down some. But, um, you know, we have to be very alert now. And that's one of the great things that this administration did is it did turn a lot of people on to sociopolitical issues. And I don't think that's going to stop. I just hope people don't get complacent again. And and that's the one thing I'm going to dig into the next two weeks is a lot of the QAnon stuff, because I drank the Kool-Aid for probably like the first nine to 12 months. And then I kind of started like slowly like separating myself from it you know like for like it's kind of like you know even when i separated myself publicly i was still kind of following the q drops for like another you know year or so and then by like year three i was just kind of like you know what i can't attach myself to this because there's red flags but like i said and i've said this in plenty of podcasts before with disinformation campaigns with counterintelligence campaigns they get they feed you breadcrumbs of truth within the disinformation it might be 95 percent truth and five percent disinformation and that five percent is enough to blow an entire movement like we saw on january 6th where they blamed QAnon for everything uh they even you know wrote a hit piece on our discord thread yeah. and they uh they talked about QAnon the whole time and and when they, by the way when they reached out to people from our discord thread guess what the second question they asked was are you a supporter of QAnon? You know, so that's how COINTELPRO campaigns can work against us is where they they put they set us up, they set us up, they bring us in and they and then they boom, then they drop it. And then then you become counterterrorism if you have Q attached to yourself in any way possible, just like you had Q attached to yourself in that article, Tommy. Well, I mean, the uh, the the article that got and and, and I want to give ourselves so, you know, we'll take L's and wins here. You know, we'll take L's and W's. Um, if anyone has time, and I seriously advise you guys to do this, go back to the Breaking the Matrix episode on our podcast and go to like the 35-minute mark, uh, which is where we start talking about QAnon. And if you don't, because me, this is when me and Bobby started taking a lot of shit. Before this, everyone in the industry was huge fans of me and Bobby. You know, these guys are fun. They're funny. They're, you know, they're out here doing weird shit. This one's making videos. This one's cursing off uh, celebrities. We like them, right? They embraced us until around June, July. That's when the attacks started on us. And the reason the attacks started on us were because of that Breaking the Matrix podcast. I really believe that was the trigger where everyone started to say, fuck these guys. They're not in because me and Bobby went heavy into questioning QAnon. We said it changed. We said it felt like it was compromised and we backed away from it. So we've been backed away from the QAnon movement, not all out. You know, I mean, we said a lot of the information is fantastic. We love the the premise, but we looked at it as an information source, not as a fucking, you know, a, a leader to lead us to victory. You know, it was just the same way as own or Newsmax or anything else. It was Twitter. It was just a place to get information and it seemed good and reliable information. But once it started getting into trust the plan, trust the plan, don't do anything, just trust, trust and believe in this magical, mythical beast of a human that we don't even know who he is. That's when I got scared because I said complacency comes from that. And my biggest fear with the QAnon movement 
And maybe it's not over. I'm talking to a lot of people who are still in the movement. Right. And, and I love these people. We're on the same team, right? It's the same way as if you're a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy and I'm a fucking uh, boxer. Like, we could have totally di- different styles and still fight on the same side, right? Like, we could still be on the same team if there's a bar fight that breaks out. And I could say, you know, BJJ's crap and you could say striking's crap. But the bottom line is we're all on the same team. It's just from what I hear, there's still another week to 10 days where I guess the QAnon plan could come through. I'm rooting for it more than anything in the world. I'm just rooting from the sidelines on that one. I'm not getting in the mud with that. I'm not sitting here pushing hopium anymore. I'm being a realist right now, and I'm going to take the L. But complacency scares me. So we can't get complacent again, like Bob said. And you know, I think we have to take a little bit of a W on the fact that we were a little worried about too much trust leading to too little action. Yeah, the main thing that I was always emphasizing with Q is the things that I had issue with were quotes like trust the plan and quotes patriots are in control. Even quotes mine, mine were stupid. Mine was disinformation is necessary and yeah. not all and not all posts are for anons. That would those were my Correct. two. Right. Those are that's your out. That's your out right there. You know, and the um trust the plan is the complacency. You know, so those were things that I had to mention, even though I thought for and and I'm going to continue to, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go back and reflect and I'm going to go all through the old shit and hopefully come to a conclusion in the next couple of weeks about what I think it is based on everything. But, you know, as of right now, I can just give you what I, what I'm seeing, you know, or so like even stuff like this, like I'm getting this shared to me all the time about this QAnon bearing resemblance to a Bolshevik psyop called Operation Trust. That's getting shared to me right now. And my question is, um, and it's like one page from a book, like highlighted, getting shared to me. And my question is, with that, why is that being shared to me right now? Where was that three years ago? Where was that two years right. ago? Where was that one year ago? Why is that being shared, you know, right up you know, to the inauguration after the election? So you have to be careful with all types of information that comes to you, when it comes to you, the timing. I mean, like all these things, because there's so much information, there's so much misinformation, there's so much disinformation. So we have to be really careful on how we, you know, digest everything too. So it's going to take me a little time to figure that out. But just just remember, I, I, and I've said this before, so if I repeat myself, I apologize. But these types of things have happened before to dilute movements. I've made reference to Laurel Canyon and the hippie music movement um, diluting the anti-war movement and also at the same time criminalizing drug users you know, in the 70s and early 80s, so which led to, you know, a lot of the, the crackdowns on drugs. So, I mean, you have to think about the, the, the methodology and the Hegelian dialectic, the problem, reaction, solution shit. So right now they're, uh, they're at the solution phase of the Hegelian dialectic, which is pass- passing legislation, you know, that's going to censor us and, you know, probably force us to get, you know, medical procedures without our advice, or excuse me, without our consent and, um, you know, any type of conspelled, compelled speech laws, you know, we could get fined or even jailed and mm-hmm. silenced and suppressed. I mean, yeah. And, and to go back to the QAnon stuff, I don't think anyone who was all in because half my best friends were all in on the QAnon movement. And I'm talking to them and I'm like, well, you know, I wasn't all in on it. But, you know, what what are you thinking? And they're all over the place right now. Like, I still want to trust. I don't want to believe that. And a lot of it is, you know. The fact that it wasn't wrong. You weren't an idiot for being involved in that. You weren't an idiot for going all in on it because me and Bobby were in on it, too. Everyone like it was good information, like around the summertime when me and you started to pull away from it was really 
when it went from an information source to a lifestyle and, uh, you know, like, and a, you know, all, you know, nothing can be wrong. Everything is correct. And you're just, and just people making up new clocks. Like the Q clock was the point where I checked out where it's like, oh, okay, now we have a clock that says this and Hillary's going to get arrested for the 47th time. Like that shit just started going too far. Like, why don't you just keep feeding me information on, you know, sex trafficking and uh, yeah, people to watch out for next week. Yeah. And the big Rothschilds, like, I liked all yeah, that shit. Saying, you know, dude, feed me Rothschild yeah. info. Feed me Vegas shooting info. Feed me Soros info. Show me the sex trafficking pages that are going on on Facebook and Twitter and post them on the boards. Like that shit was fire. Once we started getting into on the third day of the sixth month in the 12th year, like, no, fuck all that noise. Like, stop. So, but at, again, if you fell too deep into it, that's okay. It's all right. Like everyone's like, was Q a psyop? I don't think so. I don't. I, I haven't dug into it enough yet. But you know, I the the outlandish claims towards the end seem to be. I mean, it even got all of us going. Well, maybe they're right. You know, or at least we hope they're right. But um, I don't know. I mean, what's your take? I mean, a lot of well, great information in there. I don't think it was a psyop necessarily. I mean, maybe two weeks from now I'll have a different opinion. But I just think people took it a little too far. Yeah, and and the thing is, is like. The thing that really creeped me out is that Q is used as the um, as the picture, you know, uh, uh, like in their in their Kabuki theater, they used, you know, Q shaman Viking horns guy, you know, uh, as as the image, as the poster child and the other Q guy uh, sitting in, in the Capitol with smoke. I mean, it was like a scene from a movie. So they use Q and on as their motivation for everything. And they're going to use Q as a basis to create anti-domestic terrorism uh, campaigns. And then they're going to use all their spy tactics, whether it's whether they have your information, you know, um, and you've said anything Q related over the last three or four years. Um, are you going to be a part of this domestic terrorist list? So, you know, was Q a honeypot? Like, these are all things that, you know, I have to, to think analyze. About. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but we have to be fair in our, in our analysis, but it's like, you know, when you date back to like the old Q posts, like, it's like, I mean, dude, they're talking about like, what is a temple? What is Satanism? Epstein Island? Like, right. I mean, dude, it's like, I'm, I'm reading some of the shit. I'm even scrolling through it right now. And I'm like, holy shit. Like it turned me on to a lot of legit yeah. stuff. Like, Epstein is legit. Like that right. happened. I mean, I mean listen, the way I look at it is this, and it just happened in a much more condensed time frame. Alex Jones turned me on to 90% of the conspiracy shit that I ended up getting into. Right. Yes. And then at some point, Alex just fucking changed, got weird. I mean, you still respect it and love it. You hope he's not a psyop or compromised or a black hat. And is he? I don't know. My whole thing when Q came out and was like, Alex Jones is a black. Like, like that just looked petty and childish. But, you know, anonymous, we talked about how they started off as a fantastic information source out here to fucking enlighten the public on what's going on and stop. And they were like short-circuiting servers and fucking shutting down technical entities of the government. like, And then all of a sudden, they turned into like, oh, what the fuck is this now? So, I mean, you see this a lot. You see it a lot when something starts off as a legitimate source of information that rallies people and then gets too big for its britches and becomes something else. I think that's what happened to the QAnon movement. I think that's what happened to the message boards. It started off as an information source and then became something else. And that's kind of when me and you being through Alex Jones, being through Anonymous, being through, you know, uh, Drudge Report, all this other stuff that we've seen kind of evolve into something else. Me and you kind of, along with a lot of other people said, you know what, I'm still in, but let me stay at arm's length here. And uh, 
you know, I just hope people are man enough to just say, all right, you know what? We fucked this one up. You know? Yeah. I know I stood on a fucking mountain screaming that this is going to happen in the military. We're going to arrest the whole fucking cabal on the 20th, but it's cool. Just take the L let's just take the L and keep it moving. Just because you're wrong on one thing doesn't make you wrong on everything. No one's right on everything. You know, we had information backing our assessments and whether it was, you know, sex trafficking amongst the elites or a mass arrest taking place at some point. No one just said it out of hope. Everyone did have decodes or hope or, you know, uh, a data that they were leaning on. So just don't discredit yourself or anyone else and doubt yourself and what you believe, because this bad shit and this evil shit is still going on. And we do still need to fight this shit just because we were wrong that Trump had a bigger plan than we thought he did. And he really looks like he had no fucking plan when it all is said and done. But that doesn't discredit everything else you've been studying for the last weeks, months, years and decades in our in our situation. I mean, you can just watch the inauguration and know that a lot of the stuff we said is true. <laughs> it's the only problem it was is, games. <laughs> I mean, it's there. It's there for you to see. I mean, think about it. Like, even like when we talk about depopulation, that's the world they want, where the military is protecting the government officials and the elite and nobody else is there and they get it all to themselves. I mean, like it's in the Georgia Guidestones, which is very coincidental that Georgia was the first southern city to go. I even made the reference that Hollywood moved their fucking a lot of their operations for their movies to Georgia. You know, the devil went down to Georgia, whatever you guys, you know, whatever reference you want to use for for Georgia. But I just find it interesting that Georgia was the first chink in the armor. You know, and then you have uh, representatives from Georgia that are sitting on non-government organizations and going to the Bilderberg Group meetings. So, you know, these things are real. Like these things are happening. Like so just like with anything else, when you're when you're making predictions, it's easy to be a reactionary and just watch news and then react to it. But it's it's when you're making trying to like predict things that are happening in the future based on, you know, information that you have, like you're making educated guesses based on the information provided to you. When you're provided new information, it's okay to say, all right, guys, we got to move off of this and move on to this. Otherwise, you're lying to people, yeah. which is what I don't want to do. And, that, and that's I, my I, whole, I don't want to lie to people. I, and that's our whole thing, Bob, and, and anyone who's been in our discords, our guildeds, or listen to this podcast, uh, but more in the discords and the guildeds is because we were in there like nightly for a period of time. When people would say, Tommy, what's your prediction? You know, uh, in October, 99% chance, Bobby, 99% chance, right? We always got to leave the 1%, but 99% chance. For the last month and a half, anyone who's asked me what's going to happen, I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Like, literally, I've been telling everyone, like, nothing matters. You've heard me say that a million times. And in the Gilded's and the Discord's, nonstop, every time someone asks me, I said, I have no fucking idea, guys. Anyone who's claiming they have an idea on what's going to happen by January 20th is fucking lying. Tommy, what about your source? What about your source? What is your source saying? I'm like, I stopped fucking listening, talking to, or believing anything the fucking source said a month and a half ago. Now I can tell you the source was mm-hmm. someone close to Bernie Carrick. I mean, that's that's who it was. And I'm probably not supposed to share that. I don't fucking care. The information was bad. It was wrong. It was a mark on my brand. So I'm going to share it. But guess what? The thing I kept saying was that's the dude was saying the same exact fucking thing Lynn Wood was saying and Rudy Giuliani was saying. You know, I just said it first because I got reached out to by someone who said, hey, like, I thought that was weird to begin with. Like, why did they reach out to me and find me kind of in that situation? I don't know what that means. I have to dig into all that. But the bottom line is that's a dude who's fucking on TV with Rudy Giuliani. Half his Instagram page and Giuliani's Instagram page are pictures of them with each other. So when I start looking at this information and start to think, you know what, this information was bad. It was wrong. Like, there's no other way to look at it. The information I was given was wrong. But it was the same exact information Lynn Wood was giving. Same exact thing. 
mass arrests are going to happen. We have all the and documentation. Sydney Powell, too. Sydney Powell was saying, Giuliani was saying, because they're, they're in the same circle, Carrick, Sydney Powell, uh, Linwood, all of them. So when I started to realize, you know what, I don't even trust my own source anymore about a month and a half ago. I no longer, that's when I saw everyone running to Linwood. I'm like, wait a minute. I told you this shit that I got fed to me and you think I'm the devil because none of it's coming true. Yet you're running after this fucking Linwood character. He's saying the same shit. This dude's full of fucking shit. And I was screaming that Lynn Wood's a fraud for the whole fucking time. Because guess what? If he's right, then my source was right. And if he's wrong, then my source is wrong. And I don't trust my source. So it doesn't mean I don't know what the motive was for Lynn Wood or Giuliani or Sidney Powell or any of these people to be running around all over Twitter, all over the Internet, all over the fucking airwaves saying that this is a fucking done deal. We're about to release the Kraken and unleash it. We have everything. Trump walks into office and then nothing. Like you have to, doubt you know, it's crazy that you everything that. at that point. It's funny that you said that because when Sidney Powell was a thing, everybody was like, "Bob, make a song about Sidney Powell," and I was so close. I had it all queued up. Okay, I was going to do the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin and have it about Sidney Powell releasing the Kraken and all this shit. And then I stopped and I said, "Wait a second, I didn't know who Sidney Powell was right. three months ago. Yeah, I didn't know did. who you know. I didn't know who Lynn Wood was three months ago." And all of a sudden, these heroes like this seems like some flavor of the week shit. I'm gonna hold back on this because I don't want to release a song that I'm not even you know 100% positive. I trust this person. This person's a lawyer, you know. And and right. if we think that this whole thing's gonna be decided by lawyers, you know, we're in trouble. We're so I ended up not going through with the song just because I had my reservations about this person. It seemed a little flavor of the week. It's just the same thing I analogy I used with this information about QAnon being similar to a Bolshevik PSYOP. Where was this information three yeah. years ago? Why is it coming out now? But it like it's just it it's so there's so many things that I have to like go back and and reflect on because the other part of me that I just never get my head around is why was it that QAnon uh channels on YouTube were some of the first to get taken down. That's what made me to believe that it was legitimate because we always talk about you don't censor nonsense. So it's like there's yep. so many like diverging opinions and viewpoints that I have. And I honestly, I'm, my hands are up in the air right now with some of these topics. You know, it's going to take a little while for me to give an accurate, you know, I mean, response, I guess. For me, it was, uh, you know, you can you can make the argument that Q is a psyop or Q was real based on just how they attacked me when they pulled me off Twitter. You know, like I never have been Q, never. I always got shit on for not being Q enough, right? Like I always said information source, but I don't know, guys, seems a little fucking, you know, a little weird to me praying to a mythical guy that fucking doesn't exist on a message board that no one knows where it is and a team that no one knows that exists. Like it just, it never felt right for me, right? So, but if you look, I mean, the article that was written around me, Twitter banned notorious promoter of the pro-Trump QAnon conspiracy theory on Friday in one of the first prominent QAnon bans on the social media platform. Uh, One-time Twitter user Tommy G, who goes by the name of Tommy Galati, had amassed more than 230,000 followers on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. He frequently used up his campaigns against celebrities. He attacks corporations for sex trafficking. But they call me the leader of the QAnon movement. Right. Like, yeah. what? Like, that's what was weird. That's when I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is either really fucking legit or this is a honeypot or a fucking trap or something being tied to this thing. Because why? I never showed any signs of being the leader of a QAnon movement. You know, right. like, why did they tag me with that? 
And why did they start tagging everyone with that? And why every time anything went down on January 6th or, you know, when they were talking about bringing the troops in for January 20th, there were like these QAnon conspiracy theories. It's almost like, I don't know, there's a lot to dig into there to see how that got so hot and so mainstream so fast. It did get very hot about debates. They were talking about QAnon. It's kind of like that same thing that you were saying about the. Uh, I always forget the the guy's name who who's one of your idols who said they they knew when to like take money out of the stock market when you know the guy shining his shoes was asking him for stock advice, right? Isn't that what you're saying? Uh, Joe Kennedy. Yeah. Is Joe Kennedy? So oh, it was a Joe Kennedy. So the same thing applied to me when I was um when I when I sold decided to sell Q as far as like so, you know like a legitimate I, I shouldn't say legitimate but like one of my go-tos is when you know i was just in the local club like playing one night and this guy came up to me you know saying you know big booms next week bob big booms next week you know like like somebody that's not informed like he had now gotten mainstream right. and it was like two years into it and i could just tell this guy was just waiting for next week you know he wasn't doing anything now he was waiting and then I was like, man, this sounds like a fucking waiting game. This sounds uh-huh. like the same thing they did to the anti-war movement in the fucking 70s is to create complacency. So, like, why not big booms now? You know, like, like we got the laptop. We're going to release it next week. Why not yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it, the, the thing that's and that the problem is that it went from a lot of us like we already had everything we needed. We had all the evidence of fucking them being bad people. We had Epstein's flight logs. We had all the fucking lists. We had all the symbolism. We had them all stepping away during COVID. We had the weird Madonna videos. We had fucking Pelosi, the fake impeachment. We had it all. Like, when, why, when did we stray from just sticking to the fucking evidence, pinning these people as bad people and drift towards a... I mean, when we step back and think about it, like, did we really think 60,000 soldiers were going to fucking arrest the fucking 150 most powerful people in America on live TV at an inauguration? Like, do you understand how insane that sounds? Especially when we said the war was secret at all time. Yeah. Even I was sitting at one point going, all right, hopefully they arrest. Like, and I'm like, what what am I saying? You know, like, what are we fucking saying? Like, why are we going back to the fact that fucking this dude was on the fucking flight logs? Like, why are we drifting away from real, tangible, hardcore evidence, which we had? The impeachment is fake. COVID was not created by a bat. You know, this is their fucking mask mandating us. Everyone was pissed off by June, July. You know, everyone was like, fuck this. We're fighting back. You're not shutting down our businesses. This is bullshit. This is fucking NWO type shit. And then all of a sudden, Linwood, Sidney Powell, Julian, everyone pops up. Next thing you know, we're talking about fucking Dominion voting systems and Sharpie Gate. And fucking, you know, yeah. nonsense. And Shit, we were like, talking about stuff that wasn't even related to the election. You know, we went back to talking about Epstein and, and Isaac yeah. Cappy. That's what I was saying. We're talking like, about Isaac Cappy. Why is Linwood talking about fucking Isaac Cappy? Like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> He's we in just, Georgia. They literally pulled everyone. We were so locked in. And then it's like we just fucking all of a sudden ran a triple reverse and lost 35 yards. And next thing you know, it's second, <laughs> second and 45. You know, we're the Atlanta we're, Falcons. Yeah, exactly. We're gaining five yards of fucking play, just marching down the field, and we run a triple reverse option, fumble it back twelve yards, and next thing you know, we're punting. Like, what <laughs> happened to us? Where they turned everyone away from, you know, sex trafficking, pedophilia, um, all that kind of shit. To, I mean, fucking military coming in and fucking swooping in and saving the world. I mean, 
I don't know, man. I, I just feel like we got lost somewhere along the way and maybe it was getting wiped off the internet. Maybe it was, you know, they just cheated so well on November 3rd. I mean, how the fuck does Trump not see that coming? I mean, you, I love I mean, Trump to yeah. death, but how do you not fucking see the election fraud coming and have a plan for it? I mean, I, I can't but, imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm almost wondering if 2018 was kind of like a trial run for what happened in 2020. But um, I really think, you know, and I said a long time ago, the coronavirus is going to be used to just dump in these fucking ballots and duplicate ballots and truckloads. I mean, if you just look at the voter inflation of the last election, it's fucking insane, you know? Yeah. So that that's the number one thing. But when you think about shit like that, like they cheated on three different levels. They tre- cheated offline. They treated they cheated online and they cheated via satellite you yeah. know so it's like yeah. they cheated from space <laughs> they cheated by <laughs> land by and sea and by land by sea and by space air and space and fucking I mean, but i mean that's the thing everything. i mean like me and you were saying a lot throughout that whole time like guys there's an enemy on the other side i think that's what a lot of people in this movement forgot that you know there's an enemy on the other side guys this isn't just patriots in control like, you know, when they were talking about like the feds been taken over by the Patriots, I'm like, whoa, now you're in my world, motherfucker. No, like there's no kid in a basement eating a hot pocket telling me that the fed just got taken over and fuck. No, I'm all for Nasara. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was if Trump did have a plan, you know, that's what the plan ends in, you know, wiping out the fed, wiping out the IRS and all that shit. But don't go telling me the fed just got taken over and fucking no one knows about it. And the stock market's not moving. But, you know, in your basement, like fuck out of here with that. That was the point where I started to really distance too. But I mean, I don't know, Bob, what do you think? Like how much did, did Trump ever have control? Was there ever a plan to stop this? Or because we made a lot of excuses for him at the back end. And I love Trump just as much as everyone else. Again, I'm going to be diving into my love for him and see if it's an unbiased love and if I made excuses. But I know there was a lot of times in the last month, pre-recorded messages, kind of very, you know, on the golf course at times, uh, times when he was basically like, listen, we're going to peacefully transition into the new regime. You know, everyone wear their masks, you know, you know, get, we'll get the vaccines out that I gave him a lot of passes because I was saying he's pulling the Sun Tzu art of war, dark and impenetrable as night, then strike like a thunderbolt, you know, like, so mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a pass because there's chess being played here that I don't understand. But once the queen never got played, we have to literally go back and go, did he just go out without swinging? Like, I can't believe Donald fucking Trump would go out as quietly as he went out with his tail between his legs for the last month. And that's why everyone keeps saying, Tommy, don't give up hope. Like, listen, hope's a four letter word to me. I've told you guys that from the beginning. I don't believe in hope. I believe hope is the lack of action. Right? I believe in faith. I believe in belief. But hope, once you're hoping for something to happen, like I was hoping on January 19th and 20th. Once you're hoping, that means you've lost control. So Mm. at this point, I don't have hope anymore. I am planning for the future with a Biden presidency and an NWO in control. And that's the way I'm moving forward. I'm looking for property. I'm looking for real estate. I'm stocking up on 2A. I'm doing everything that I have to do to make sure to protect myself, be safe, build a community, and move forward. And if, guess what? I'm wrong for leaving this a little too early. And all of a sudden, fucking four days from now, Biden heel turns and fucking arrests everyone. And he was really Team Trump. And there was this whole PSYOP 5D chest. That was fucking great. Dying to be wrong. But you you, I, you got to draw a fucking line of the sand. My line of the sand was January 20th. I'm still in on the movement. I'm still in on everything. I'm out on the whole fucking 5D chest plan to save us. And I'm just rooting for you guys if that happens. 
Yeah, and I've made the analogy about chess before. Anybody that's played chess understands this. Is like when you move your pieces around, you don't just have to think about your moves, but you have to realize that there's a an opposing side playing that is also has a bunch of moves and counter moves to your moves. So, I mean, when, when, there, when there's a chessboard playing between white hats and black hats or whatever you want to call it, you can't say these people are stupid and not respect the person you're playing because then they, you might get lazy and apathetic and complacent. And then next thing you know, they took your queen, you know, right. um, in my opinion, I don't think the chess game's over as far as uh, what did, what did Trump do to stop it? Um, you have to understand, like, and I said this, a long time ago that Trump called himself the law and order president. When you're the law and order president, you don't want to act outside your power. And so what this proves is the limited power of the executive branch when it's used like this. And I even said this during the pandemic with all the riots and stuff. He had the ability to act as a dictator, but he left it up to the states and gave the governors the authority to bring in the troops or not. Okay, that's a law and order president. So the good thing about the Trump presidency, instead of a, 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 a wall, no pun intended, stopping the deep state and draining the swamp, what it was, was a fucking it was like a it was a punch in the face because people were asleep. You know, it was a bucket of cold water on a sleeping country, you know, saying, hey, look at this, look at this, look at that. They're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing that. So we had a human whistleblower in the White House for four years, you know, and um, that that's what I'm going to look at. The same way I looked at Ronald Reagan, JFK couldn't stop it, you know, but. What, um, yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, and not to cut you off because I spoke a lot. I want to kick right back. to No, it. no, no. That's but, all but I really I, had to say. I, don't I was probably going to ramble into like some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to forget this point because it's important. If if it, just, uh, pulling away from the scenario, getting outside the bubble and looking back, Trump was the greatest president in the history of America, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost the equivalent of Black Panther. That's the way I would look with this. Stick with me for a second. All right. Oh, God. Yeah. So Black Panther, when it was released, I was told this was the greatest piece of cinematography in the history of the entire world. There's never been anything like it. There never will be anything like it. It's the miraculous and literally it's the greatest two and a half hours of, of movie experience you've ever seen in your entire life. And when I saw it, I went, it kind of sucked, you know, like, and then like six months passed by and I watched it again, just randomly stoned on my couch and it was really good. You know, yeah. but so I'm like, why did I think it was so much better the second time? And then I realized that the first time I had such unrealistic expectations that were yeah. set that it it just completely let me down. And then once I pulled away from the expectations, I was like, wow, that was actually a pretty good movie. Like I enjoyed it. Right. And that's the Trump presidency. If no mm -hmm. one expected him to literally arrest the world, shut down the cabal, completely drain the swamp and save the world for eternity, we'd be looking back going, yo, that man fucked shit up. He came in here, rattled the cage, woke the world up, blah, blah, blah. We'd be we'd be all excited, ready to move forward. It's because of the fucking false expectations of Trump's a time, which we all fell into. Trump's a time traveler from the past who's coming into the future. I love that shit. Shut down the fucking world and he's love going to drain it. everything and the whole world's getting arrested and everything's going into Nasara. And every one of us fell into some portion of this at some point. But I mean, it just wasn't that. He was just a really good president who made some bad decisions, did some good things, surrounded himself with some bad people, and in the end got played by the cabal, you know, and then hopefully yeah. he can continue to stay relevant and stay a leader and, you know, form a new party and do all the kind of stuff that, that he plans on doing, form his own social media platform, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, if we didn't have the expectation of him being the Lord and Savior and we just looked at it and say he was a good president like Reagan, like JFK, like other guys who tried to stop the cabal, he just lost because everyone loses to the cabal.
Yeah, and I'm not gonna use the Black Panther analogy because I didn't like the movie, but I can use the same thing of Maybe just I was like just anything. really stoned. Yeah. <laughs> I use this analogy and in, in Gilded, and I'll use the same band band and analogy again because um, I've said this with regard to QAnon. You know, don't necessarily hate QAnon because their fans are a little crazy. I said the same thing with my with with my favorite band Tool is how I think their fans are fucking crazy, but I still love the band. Okay, the same thing with Tool fans is what they do is they think every little piece of music that Tool has ever put out is fucking brilliant. It's next level. It's third eye awakening. It's this, it's that. It's like 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 Maynard is some type of deity. Maynard's the lead singer, some type of yeah. deity. But realistically, I told people that the last album they put out sucked. And as soon as I said that, the Tool fans turned on, turned on a you. lot of them. They're yeah. like, you're not a real Tool fan. You don't really like them. Like, listen, I'm just being real with you guys. This album is dog shit. And I don't care what you fucking say. This album's shit. So it's like, you know, even within your own little worlds, whether it's a team, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, a, a artist or, you know, a band or anything like that, you, or a book or a series of books, you become so immersed in that in that little world and that culture that you overanalyze everything. And when, once you over and I'll use a tool quote, overthinking, overanalyze separates the body from uh, from the mind, withering your intuition. So when you overthink and you overanalyze, it withers your intuition. So that those are things that need to be examined when you're approaching this. Is like, did we overthink? Did we overanalyze? And the answer is, in some cases, yes. Of course, we did. We had. We all did. Yeah. We yeah. all strayed. We all strayed from our our baseline analysis, right? Like yes. we all drifted. Even me and you, Bob, who I think have a really good skill of staying grounded in disbelief, right? And never trying to really, like, we always try to debunk ourselves, right? Like, we do that a lot. You know, and, and, and I'm not being cocky with this. I think that's one of our greatest skills that we do. Like, we were flat earthers for three days. Like, we put ourselves in the <laughs> other side's mind and role. And we don't just say, I could see where they're coming from. We live in their head for a few days to try and debunk ourselves. And I mean, we all got a little carried away, you know, it was yeah, yeah, November sure 3rd was, was when I had my meltdown right that night, literally on air on the discord, <laughs> I fucking snapped and I was like, we're fucked. We are fucked. Like we're fucked. And everyone was like, you're a traitor. You're not. A I'm like, no, we're fucked guys. Look at Trump's face. We're fucked. He did not expect this to happen. You could see it in his eyes. He doesn't know what the fuck went on. He doesn't know why they stopped the counting. He's talking about lawsuits in the Supreme Court. We're dead if we're relying on lawsuits in the Supreme Court, guys. This may be game over for us right now. And I got fucking destroyed. Guess what? That was game over. That was the moment mm -hmm. we lost. And I should have trusted my gut and just been like, no, guys, now we're just talking nonsense. And instead of that, because I fully believed everything up until I saw that moment when I saw the stock market start tanking and him fucking quit literally at, at 11 p.m. wondering what the fuck was happening. But I didn't, and it probably fell into a little hopium, but I am happy that we stayed on the nothing matters, guys. Fucking who knows? Fucking who knows? Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? I don't fucking know. You don't fucking know. Who knows? Like, I'm glad we at least went that route for a little while and didn't try to stand on our sword and fucking say we're 100% right. We know 100% that everyone's getting because then you kind of lose credibility. So hopefully we salvaged a little credibility by kind of taking the L a little bit early. But I still regret not taking it on November 3rd saying, OK, guys, like, what do you think Utah came from, Bobby? 
Move to Utah. Move to Utah. Move to Utah. Where do you think that came from for the last two months? Because I've been fucking telling everyone, guys, yeah, just yeah. in case this doesn't fucking go our way, we might need to fucking get the fuck out of Jersey. And, and everyone's like, oh, we're going to win. We don't need to move. Uh, well, guess what? Guess what I'm doing tonight? Looking at property in Utah. <laughs> Why are you looking for property in Utah when you can come to the one state in the entire continental United States that's surrounded by, well, formerly eight, but seven other red states where you can be protected and landlocked. Do you know what state I'm talking about? I mean, I would have to guess it's your home state, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't have to move. (laughs) Exactly. A whole podcast on complacency, and you're going to just fucking tell everyone (laughs) to go to your fucking state so you can be complacent and not move. Exactly. I'm not doing shit. I might move 20 hours into the sticks. I'm sorry, 20 minutes into the (laughs) sticks, but I'm not not moving to Utah when I'm already here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Listen, I have no choice but to not be complacent because at some time over the next few months, uh, depending on how fast this goes, I think I'm gonna need to get the fuck out of Dodge. So, dude, I mean, I, I told you about when I was me. when I lived in New York, how scared I was just because I saw into the future. You know, I saw into the future, yeah. and it kind of spooked me. And I went back down south, and I was like, I could breathe again. Yep. You know, so I can understand why you're on high alert. You know, it's 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 uh yeah, it's the time is upon us. So now we just got to see uh where they're going with everything and what they're doing, because, you know, they're going to knock the 62 percent tax rate. I mean, Biden's fucking mask mandates, Murphy, Cuomo, de Blasio. I mean, I got the whole Illuminati mayor crew and and governor crew literally just circling me over here. So uh, a change is probably going to be made on my part soon. I'm just glad I've been mentally preparing for it for the last two or three months. So. So we'll see. I mean, uh, before we get out of here, Bob, I think any any other final thoughts on um, what just went down? Again, we'll do a we'll do one next week where we've had some time to think about everything. Uh, just thoughts on whatever just went down on the twentieth and before that. Yeah, it's just you know we're already seeing like rules for thee, but not for me. Like you're saying with the federal mask mandates, but then we're seeing Joe Biden and his family not adhering to those mandates. We've seen later. that a day later. A day later. A day later. A day and later. If, uh, the press secretary was asked by that and she tried to dodge it. You got to see it. Like she is not Kaylee McEnany. No. That, that's the, this is the worst part about it is having to stare at this woman. Instead. <laughs> Wait till the health advisor comes on. And then they bring on Janet Yellen to be uh, a powerful person in the financial side of things, which is comical uh. to me because she's the one who basically caused the whole financial collapse of 2008 and then stepped out of the way right before it all went to shit. So if you want to do some financial research, research Janet Yellen, who is probably the worst person to be in any powerful financial position in this country. And it's, it's just, I mean, the day later, Bob, a day later, they literally Biden's are in the fucking federal facility where they said all federal employees must always have a mask on at all times, him and the family. And the response from the fake Kaylee is, you know, they were celebrating, you know, they were oh, enjoying, like, man. oh, my God. It's like de Blasio when he came out in mayor of New York saying that he uh, he had to go to the gym, even though he told no one else they were allowed to because he has to run the city and he needs to be in good health. Like, what oh. the fuck? Like you have a special set of rules. So, you know, you see Biden already snapped on reporters. Did you see that? And yes, they're lobbing already, him softball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- dude, they're lobbing him the most softball he's still questions. Snapping. Uh it's it's unreal. I just can't wait. Like he's they're gonna hide him like FDR levels. Like FDR had polio and they were trying to hide the fact yeah. that he was in a wheelchair. So they, you know, they they kept him you know, away from a lot of public events or, you know, anything where he'd have to show the fact that he was wheelchair bound. The, the levels that they're going to hide Biden is unbelievable. And I I don't know if you saw the video, but 
there was another video that surfaced of him walking by Marines and he says out loud. So he's walking into the Capitol and he says out loud, salute the Marines. What yeah. he was supposed to do is salute the Marines, hand, salute <laughs> the Marines. But he said it out loud. So it's one of two things. He's losing his mind and he's just repeating his inner monologue. Or there's a fucking teleprompter and he's reading from an earpiece. We've already seen that before uh, in one of the debates. Right. You know, it's an so. earpiece. Yeah. It's basically an earpiece that said salute the Marines and he just repeated it because <laughs> he he's used to them telling it. him what to say. Oh. You know, they're usually in his ear telling him what to say. And they said salute the Marines. And he just said salute the Marines. Like instead of actually saluting. Oh, I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. Like, right. it, yeah. yeah it's like fucking. <laughs> This is going to be a complete shit show. So what if the I mean, what if the teleprompter like spills coffee on his? He's like, ah, oh, fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden in the middle of inauguration address is like, ah, oh, fuck, coffee everywhere. Like, I what? wish we weren't in the middle of the NWO taking over because this would be really entertaining to watch fucking four years of Biden if we didn't have to worry about our whole entire livelihoods being at stake here. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, I know. I mean, this is I literally know. an SNL skit made to happen, but. I mean, there's a million other things we could talk about right now. I think the importance of this was kind of just to get our take out. So if you had to surmise what people should do going forward, how would you advise people to progress forward? Um, I mean, we could talk about all the executive orders and how they immediately stopped building the wall, cost us thousands of jobs, immediately stopped the pipelines, costing 11,000 jobs. They're opening up the borders. They just want to let everyone in. Like, we could talk about all that. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, once he gets all his full first seven days of executive orders of unraveling every you know, Paris Accord, like we could talk about all that. But I really just wanted to get our points uh, out in the open here. It's Friday. But, you know, what would you say to people going forward? Any advice you can give? Um, just any anything you yeah. want to share before we get out? Well, yeah, the, the main thing I would say is you have to be optimistic. You also have to be meticulous and smart with your approach. And you have but you also have to be. Um, like you were saying, prepare for the worst. You know, you have to do all the, you can be optimistic, but also prepare at the same time. You know, so the thing is, is that our, our side can't, our sh I shouldn't even just say our side, but you know, the, the Patriot movement or whatever you want to call it, we have to be way more meticulous and smart with the way we do things because they're going to be coming at our throats. But just like I was saying with everything, it's always a race to arms. You know, anytime you say, oh, we're screwed, you know, we're never going to be able to communicate. A new form of communication pops up. So, um, like I said, be optimistic, go to work, put your pants on, um, whatever you got to do, be meticulous. So, you know, whether it's prepping, whether it's moving out of a location, whatever you have to do, um, you know, be smart with the information that you take in and the sources that you trust and also prepare for the worst. You know, this, you know, I don't I will never have the mentality of we're fucked or the sky is falling or there's no option until you won't hear from me, because that means I'm either dead or I'm incarcerated for some bullshit for being called a domestic terrorist. You know, then you'll yep, know. I'm yep, fucked. No, exactly. And, and that's, you know, my message is pretty similar in the fact that I want everyone to remember we were wrong. OK, and and hopefully we're not like, listen, I know there's a lot of Q supporters out there and a lot of optimists out there. A lot of people I really respect and trust who are saying, Tommy, we're not dead yet. You know, like there's some shit that's going to pop off in the next couple of weeks. Listen, I am rooting for it more than anyone. I just won't be reporting on, you know, decodes and stuff like that for the time being, because I need I, my line in the sand was drawn on the 20th. I'm not out of the movement. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not anti-Trump. I'm not anything. My statement is 
I am firm in belief of everything that I believe is going on behind the scenes. I believe that the Illuminati are trying to take over the world. I believe they're trying to whitewash us. I believe they're trying to declare us as terrorists. I believe we might need to move out of liberal cities. I believe the space is fake and gay. I believe that adrenochrome is real. I believe that Epstein Island was a real thing and Tom Hanks is a pedophile and every other fucking thing you could ask me. I still believe all of that. I'm taking my L on Trump being able to stop the cabal and there being a 5D chess plan to stop it. I'm not lingering on that anymore. I'm going to take the L on that. Was wrong on that one. But I still do believe that everything Trump stood for and we stand for as a movement, the fair elections, um, transparency, closing the borders, protecting our own, non-censorship, all that fight we were right on. The only thing we were wrong on is that one man was going to be able to stop it with the military And that's all I am conceding a loss on going forward. I'm still going to fight the fight. We'll probably talk a lot more about Antarctica and aliens than we do about politics, which I think is a is a sigh of relief for most of our listeners and ourselves. But keep fighting the fight. Keep red pilling. But on top of red pilling, we can go back to the wake up now. Remember, I said, fuck the wake up about a month ago because it was time to just sit back and and hope that shit got done. Now it's time to go back to red pilling, but this needs to be red pilling on steroids. This needs to be red pilling with action. This needs to be time, like Bob said, get prepared to relocate, get prepared to make serious changes in your life, make serious financial and life decisions that are going to have ramifications a lot more extreme than getting banned from Twitter. Um, Some of the stances we may have to take are going to um, really mirror more uh, I don't know how to, I don't want to, I don't want to say the words I want to say, but more uprisings than, you know, uh, internet words, put it that way. So just be prepared to now back everything you believe. Don't cower into the darkness. Don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. There's tens of millions of us, maybe even a hundred million of us that are all on the same side in the same mindset. And once they start trying to drop that hammer and that guillotine on all of us, at that point, we will address that situation. But until then, keep fighting the good fight. And uh, don't get lost in sorrow and despair and fear. Like Bob said, we're not fucked. We're never fucked. We're Americans. We're patriots. We are never fucked. It's just time to fucking put our big boy pants on now and actually stop looking for a savior to save us and try to, you know, let's save this country ourselves. That's where we're at. And I completely disagree with everything Tommy says. I love you, China. I support your spy <laughs> programs. Uh, I, I love MSG. Yao Ming's the greatest basketball player of all time. That guy who had that one re- week run with the Knicks, second best player. Um, you know, I, I love everything. About yeah. Jeremy Lin. <laughs> Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Jeremy Lin jersey. Yeah. Jeremy Lin. Yeah, yeah. I love you. Uh, all, I'm going to order some General So's chicken tonight. And uh, so some boneless spare ribs, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start supporting the CCP. Do you want to take us out, Bobby, with the Chinese yeah, national yeah. anthem? Uh, yeah, and I just want to say I am officially retiring sideshow Bob, and it's Beijing Bob from here. Beijing on out. Bob, Beijing Bob. So, so here we go, Tommy CCP. That is all for the first No Mercy Podcast. 
in the Communist Republic of America. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfucker.